Appreciate and love your pastor and his wife. Love Elder Cameron and his family. Amen. Amen. And it's just our privilege, really, to be here. Amen. I enjoy the worship and the singing and everything that's going on. And uh, I'm going to put in two cents for the um, the Bible reading. I, I did read the Bible through <laughs> last year. I did make it. <laughs> and I had about <clears throat> eight days worth that were kind of piggybacking on, so I had to run when I started 2020, read that day, and then read the last couple of days of the year. But anyway, it is a beautiful program. Uh, it puts the Word of God in your heart. That's what's beautiful about it. It's, it's your familiarity with the Word, and, and so awesome. Praise the Lord. If you could stand in honor to reading the Word, um, I want to turn to Psalms number 86. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. I, I sense a spiritual hunger and a growth in the church. Yes. I really do. I, I commend you. Praise the Lord. I've been around this for, a, I think I've been in the church now for 50 years. And I'll tell you, after a while you get to seeing and feeling things. Amen. I'll tell you what I feel. Good, good, good things for the growth and the hunger for God. Following your man God, even in this church, is so precious. Praise the Lord. Psalm 86, and this is a psalm of David. And so he's the one that's praying this, and I thought it's good to say that when we when we see what was said here. Uh, <clears throat> psalm 86, verse 1. David said, Bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul. I am holy, O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. And then in the 16th verse, O turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant and save the son of thine handmaid. Show me a token for good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, Lord, hast helped me. And has comforted me. And I want to preach what David asked for when he was down in the dumps here. Amen. It showed me a token for good. Amen. Lord, we love you today. And we're asking you, God, that your anointing would flow through the word into every heart and mind, every spirit, God. I pray that you'd open up our eyes to the prayers that you are already answering and those on their way. I pray that you'd open our eyes, God, to confirmation of all the goodness and signs of God. Hallelujah, that you're yet there, that you haven't left us, that you love us, and your promises are yea and amen to the child of God. Have your way today, Lord, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. God bless each and every one. <clears throat> Amen. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure how you have felt and thought <clears throat> when you, if you've been around the Bible and been in Sunday school classes or adult uh, classes here in the church or gone through Bible studies and different things. Uh, I had a, an imagination that great men, great women in God, the, the heroes and the heroines of the faith, that we see like in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, as they're so ably listed by the Apostle Paul, I thought <clears throat> that 
all they had was triumphant days, was victorious days, was one good report after another good report, one blessing after another blessing, one miracle after another miracle. Come on, saints of God. That they just kind of lived on the mountaintop, hello, because they were great in faith and great in following God and believing in Him. And uh, that that was basically the life of the Abrahams and the Pauls and Peters and even David's, hallelujah, and Isaiah's uh, of the Bible. But I want you to realize uh, afresh, and I'm going somewhere with this, but let's realize afresh that they were men and women of like passions, the scripture says, as we are. Hello, everybody. They were an extraordinary level or cut of the human species. Come on, everybody. They were fellas, gals, just like us. Amen. Amen. Uh, when they had a bad day, they had a bad day. When they were depressed, they were depressed. Well, come on, when they were discouraged, they were discouraged. Amen. When they were happy, uh, they were happy. Come on. Right. Hallelujah. They did not always, always live on the mountaintops. We read the great records of their life and the triumphs of their prayers and their faith. Amen. Being um, answered by God. It's almost as we read through, amen, we just see uh, just just rams skipping on the mountaintops. Hello, amen, from victory to victory. But I want you to know him. You're okay. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> because everybody does not live on the mountaintops. And David didn't live on the mountaintops all the time. Neither did Abraham or Isaiah or, come on, Elijah. Praise the Lord. They had some down there. Elijah had such a down day one time. Amen. He was running. He felt like for his life, and I think he was, from Jezebel, who said, I'm going to, God, do so to me and more. If your head's not like one of them prophets you heads you had cut off, amen, uh, on the mountainside here, I'm, I'm going to get a hold of you. And he ran. And he ran 40 miles in the opposite direction. That God told him to run in. Hello. And he got himself under an old thorny juniper bush. And what was his prayer? Take me. It's not fit for me to live anymore. Amen. They've destroyed the law. They have killed the prophets. Come on, everybody. And that, that was all true. Nobody wants to serve you. Nobody wants to walk with you, God. My ministry is an abject failure. Amen. That's what it really the core thing was. I am a failure. Amen. My ministerial touch. Amen. Doesn't affect people. Amen. And turn and draw people. Amen. To God. I'm just an old has-been prophet. Hello. So he said, God, it's not fit for me to live anymore. Take my life. But we got a good God. I said we got a good God. He'll ignore what we sigh and what we cry. And what we mumble, amen, in our sad day, in our bad day, in our threatening time, come on, in our harrowing experiences, amen. God completely ignored, amen, that prayer of Elijah under the juniper bush, amen, take my life. It time looked like it's time for me to go. And you know what God did? He never let him go. Hallelujah. Because when he came to leave this world, God said, flaming chariot and flaming horses, amen, from heaven down, amen, the whirlwind to pick up Elijah and bring him back, praise God. And as far as we know, he, he never did die. 
And I see him on in Matthew the 17th chapter on top of the mount that we call temptation. Amen. Where, where he is speaking with Jesus along with Moses, I think it was. Hello. He's a good God. But he's a man of like passions as we are, as they all were. And they had bad days, and they had days when they did not have bursting faith. David wasn't always ready to run through a troop and leap over a wall. (laughs) There was days when he'd just soon hide in a cave. And there's sometimes he did. Praise the Lord. He said, bow down your ear, God. I'm poor. I'm needy. He said, preserve my soul. Sounds like somebody, amen, that's struggling, that doesn't have it totally all together, and they're not feeling like they're in a strong place. They're in a slippery place in their life. Preserve my soul. He said, I cry unto thee daily. You know, these great men and women of God that we read about and are inspired about their walk, amen, they had hard times. They had times where they cried more than just one day. Right? It was a daily deal with David. And he said, give mercy to me. And he even said, save the son of thine handmaiden. God, I don't feel like I'm even saved anymore. Hello? And David, in his loneliness, in his discouragement, said, God, would you show me a token for good? That they which hate me may see it and be ashamed. Let them see that you, God, have helped and comforted me. Praise the Lord. Show me a token for good. Amen. A lot of times these great people of God, they did not have the faith, amen, that was way up here and ready to go right into the throne room, amen, and press into the presence of God. Come on, with boldness as Paul wrote, amen, into the throne room in time of need. But they just had enough faith left in them. But God, would you help me? Would you spare me? Would you support me somehow, God? Would you show me a token for good? That word token in the ancient Hebrew, it meant a sign. Amen. It meant a signal. It meant a little flag. It meant an evidence Amen. A mark of your miracles to come. Show me a a sign of your evident goodwill and your favor. I'm not asking you to throw off, amen, the yoke of my oppressors, my chasers, and my enemies and persecutors. I'm not asking you for an out and out, amen, miracle. But what I am asking is you just show me some little sign some little token of your love, of your care, of your favor towards me, that you haven't left me, amen, on my own, that you're still there. Hello, everybody. And Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we get the idea, well, you know, I, I believe they're going to have revival in, in Lathrop. <laughs> and I speak as, as here as if I was anywhere preaching in that particular town or community. I believe that they're going to have revival here in, in Lathrop when, amen, I see a big old bus pull out up front. 
and disgorge about 70 people and they all come to the doors of the church and they all sit there quietly and waiting and ears open for the preaching of the word of God and they all make their way up front amen with almost one mind and one accord and all lift their hands and all receive the Holy Ghost then I think you're going to have revival well hello brothers and sisters I remind you that most of the revivals that God has done in the word of God amen and aren't after that manner hello he shows tokens he shows signs evidence of his love his goodwill and his favor praise the Lord and we don't want as the church of God and as the ministry of God to be always looking for some outstanding miracle amen to happen some outstanding conversion to happen hello and not be aware of what God is doing around us all the time now listen the Bible said he that watches over Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers God is always active he's always working he's always answering He's always moving. There's never a dead spot with God. There's never a time out with God or time down with God. Hello, everybody. He is always, 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 amen, moving. Amen. The writer of the gospel said, if everything that Jesus had done had been duly recorded and written in a book, the world itself couldn't contain all that should be written of him. God's always, always, always at work every day, every hour, every moment. Hallelujah. And if we have the wrong kind of focus, well, bless God, I'm going to be just like those those prophets and those apostles in the Bible. Amen. I'm going to be looking for people to leap out of wheelchairs, and we're going to do that. We are going to do that. We are going to do that. I'm going to be looking for people's blind eyes to be open. We're going to do that. But let me just tell you, amen, that God does these things. He loves us and wants us to believe through these things because greater things than this, Jesus said, shall you do also. Hello. I believe God has got a church that's full of the signs, wonder, and power of the Lord. It's shaken together when they prayed under the power of the Holy Ghost. I believe all of these things. I believe that's our heritage. Amen. And I strive for it. I love it. Amen. But let me just tell you something. Amen. We want to have our faith be able to get a hold of something. And God, would you show me a token for good? Would you help me, Lord, not to miss out, amen, on the answers to prayer and fasting that I have requested, that the church, the pastor, and everybody has requested. And yet, amen, because I'm looking up here, amen, for the heavens to open and these people just to come running to church, Amen. I don't see the little things. Amen. Where all of a sudden that person on the job or that neighbor or that brother or sister or mom or dad who was unsaved, all of a sudden they pause and they look at you and say, you know, I'd like to know a little more about the Bible. I said, that's a token. That's right. That's what I feel preaching about today. I'm going to preach anywhere in the world. I feel this today. God is a miracle working God, but he is a token giving God also. 
He'll meet us at whatever level or plane that our faith is on. He'll meet us there. Hello. You don't have to have great faith and mountain-moving faith to approach God, to get an answer from God, to get a miracle from God. Hello, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you're worn, when you're tired, amen, when things haven't gone your way, come on, when you admittedly, amen, you're downcast, you can ask God, amen, just like David, God, would you show me just a little token of your goodness, of your favor, come on, that you're still there, hallelujah, praise God, in the word. That's all we got to go by is the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. In, in Genesis, the ninth chapter, we won't go there, but God said after the great flood of Noah's time, that cataclysm that covered the earth and all flesh and all creatures and fowls and everything died in that, uh, they came out. God Amen. Called Noah to make an offering. He made that offering. God smelled a sweet savor, so to speak, out of that offering and that humility and that adorance of God. And God said, I'm going to do something here. He said, every time, amen, that there is a rain cloud, I am promising that I am never going to send a flood like this again in the history of man. And I'm going to give you a little help. I'm going to set my bow in the heavens. And every time that there is a rain or the aftermath of that rain, there's going to be a bow that you're going to see. And that bow is going to be a token, God said. Yes. Yes. He said, this is the token. I do set my bow in the clouds of my promise that I'll never, 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 amen, destroy the world in a catastrophe of a flood, amen, like happened this time. Amen. What are you saying by that? This is what I'm saying by that, that billions of people, amen, through the annals of time since Adam's day, come on, and since Noah's day, billions of people from all over the earth have looked into the heavens and saw the beauty and the prism of light in that rainbow that came after a storm and a rain. Amen. Mankind has seen that token of God. Amen. Millions, billions of times. Come on. God keeps showing tokens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God said to Moses, Amen, that these people, you're going to lead them, you're going to lead them out of Egypt's slavery and the taskmasters of Egypt and the stripes that you receive on your back and the impossible situations that you're put in. And, um, we're going to do something here. I want you to get in your little slave huts, little shanties. And I want you to take a lamb, a lamb for every family. I want you to take that lamb. And, and at the evening tide, I want you to slit its throat. I want you to catch the blood in the basin. I want you to take a hyssop branch, really a weed, and dip it in that blood in that basin. And I want you to apply it to the doorpost and the upper lintel. And I want you to go in that house because around midnight, the death angels are going to pass through all the coasts of Egypt. And God said, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, the blood shall be a token. A token upon your houses where you're at. When I see that blood, I will pass 
over you. What are you saying? This is what I'm saying. Out of an estimated three to five million Israelites back in that time, amen, they all went in, they all saw that blood applied, and that blood on the lintel post up there, amen, they, God said it's a token. That blood is a token. Amen. Five million people saw the token, the token, the token. I'm telling you, God is a token working God. that that is a major way that God moves. Yes. Amen. It's not exceptional. It's his way. His pattern. <coughs> Hallelujah. The word of the Lord in the book of Judges, there was a man by the name of Gideon. And Gideon was threshing wheat behind the wine press and in the secretiveness because the Midianites who were over them were mightily oppressing uh, the people of Israel, stealing their crops when they just came to harvest. And so he was threshing out some wheat, amen, just praying that the Midianites didn't see any of that stuff going up in the air, and, amen, come down and raid, and they would starve to death. They were starving. It was a mighty oppression, the Bible said. It was a very mighty, mighty oppression. And so the angel of the Lord comes and uh, and hails uh, Gideon and says, Oh, hail, mighty man of valor. <laughs> yeah, you. And he began to complain, say, Well, I'm a, I'm a no count, and I come from a family that's one of the least families, and uh, amen. We're, if, if God is with us, and you know why? Where, where are the miracles? Where are all the miracles that our fathers and forefathers wrote and recorded and testified about? Where are all the miracles? And let me just drop and say this right now. Amen. That's why I'm a preacher this morning. Amen. Watch out that you get your eyes just looking, amen, for a miracle there when God is working and speaking right next to your shoulder and, and giving you, amen, direction if you'll listen to him, if you'll be sensitive to him. Praise God. And uh, so Gideon says in verse 17 of the 6th chapter, if I found grace in your sight, show me a sign that you're talking with me. And so the angel of the Lord said, well, you, you, uh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to stay here. But Gideon said, I'm going to take flesh and unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock. I'm going to pour the broth upon them also. And the angel of the Lord put forth the end of his staff that was in his hands and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there arose up a fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Friend, this was a miracle. Amen. Rocks don't start fires. Every camping trip I've ever been on, I've never seen a rock start a fire. I want us to realize that really this was an outstanding miracle. Yeah. Where be all the miracles? Here you go, boy. God is not, his arm is not short that he cannot save or he cannot demonstrate his power and his miracles. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The 
just, just stay with me. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go a whole lot longer, but listen. So he saw that miracle when the angel put his staff, amen, upon that which was offered upon the rock, and it burst into flames. And uh, But we find Gideon, and he's still a coward. He's still afraid. He's still unsure of himself. He's still <coughs> full of doubt. So he says, God, uh, I'm going to put a fleece of wool in the floor, and uh, I want there to be dew on the fleece only, and if it be dry on all the earth beside, I'll know that you're going to save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And so early on the morrow, amen, uh, the fleece, amen, was, was dry, and all the ground was wet. And he said, oh God, would you please uh, have mercy, but I want to ask you to reverse this. You talk about getting in the face of God and demanding signs, signs, wonders, wonders. Come on. Now I want it to be wet on the fleece and dry on all the meadows around. Hello. And it was so. Do you realize, people of God, that this was a major miracle that was taking place? God was, amen, getting a hold of the laws of nature, amen, and making them and twisting them, amen, for the moment, for what he wanted to do for a man of God. Hello, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But I want you to know he's still fearful. Still something hasn't turned over, amen, in his heart. Hallelujah, to believe that God's going to use him, amen, to rise up, amen, against the Midianites and using uh, Israel at his side, of course. Hello. Amen. Amen. And so God said in Judges, the seventh chapter, to stay with me. Praise the Lord. Verse 9 says, It came to pass that same night that the Lord said to him, that's Gideon, Rise, get thee down to the host, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if thou fear to go down, go with Pura thy servant down to the host. Thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shalt thine hand be strengthened <clears throat> to go down into the host. So he went down with Pura his servant into the outside uh, host of the armed men that were in that host. The Midianites and Amalekites, the children of East, lay along the valley like grasshoppers for multitudes. Their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitudes. And when Gideon was come, here they are. Here's Gideon and Pura and his servant, or wherever he was. Amen. Sneaking around at nighttime. And they're crawling up to the edge of one of the many, 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 many Midianite tents. Amen. For the soldiers that were there. And there they are. They're pulling apart the grass. Amen. And just taking a look there. Very fearful. And uh, when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man. This is a heathen man. This is a man that was not a believer in the God of Israel. Hello, everybody. He told a dream unto his fellow. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Someone's getting a dream from God. Amen. That is a token of what God is going to do in their life and in this church. Praise the Lord, everybody. I dreamed a dream, and amen, a, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian, came into a tent and smote it that it fell, and it overturned, and the tent lay along. And his fellow, another Midianite, heathen, unbelieving soldier, answered and said, This is nothing else 
save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel, for into his hand have God delivered Midian and all the host. Now listen, and it was so that when Gideon heard the telling of the dream, he didn't see a sign, he didn't see a wonder. The fields weren't dry or wet according to what God wanted to do. The fire wasn't coming out of the rock. Hello, everybody. All these powerful, powerful physical demonstrations of signs were not taking place. But it was so that when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped. He's finally worshipping. He's finally getting a hold of it. God's got a way to send a token in your life that's got your name on it. That's so unmistakable that it's from God and it's so to you, your mind, your spirit, your experience. Amen. It's undeniable. And all if you saw heaven open and all the angels shouting at once and you saw people throwing uh, everything away that had to do with them being in a wheelchair, hello everybody. That may be glorious and wonderful and we want to see that big time. But I want to tell you something. Praise the Lord. God, God, God is a token given to God and he knows how, hallelujah, to send you a message with your name on it. Praise the Lord everybody. Hallelujah. It'll cause you to worship. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. There was a drought, and it was a God thing that there was a drought. It was in punishment for Abraham, not Abraham, Ahab and Jezebel, his wicked wife, and all the uh, worship of idols that they had introduced and forced Israel to get involved in. And so God used Elijah the prophet, and said, Thus saith the Lord, according to my word, there's not going to be rain again. Amen. On the land. He left Ahab's presence, ran from it probably, and sure enough, there was a drought. Animals were dying. Crops were withering. People were starving. Amen. All this was going on. At the end of the three and a half years, all of a sudden, Elijah shows himself by, amen, God provoking and telling him to do so to Ahab and said, Thus saith the Lord, amen, is fixing to rain. Now, all that you looked at, when you looked out from the mountain slope down to the valley below was just heat waves and mirages, amen, and more and more heat after that. Hello, everybody. Everything was dead. Everything was dry. The brooks had dried up. Amen. The animals were, if they weren't dead already, their bones were sticking out. Come on. It was that kind of a time. But Ahab, it's going to rain. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. His prophetic ministry and the word of the Lord was at stake upon Elijah. Hello. He goes up into the mountainside, enters into a cave. Amen. Begins to pray. He said, God, would you send the rain? He sends his servant out. The servant looks out. Amen. Over the valley floor. Amen. There is nothing there. It is as hot as hot can be. It is as dead as dead can be. He goes back. Elijah, there is nothing. Nothing. He got down again and prayed. Come on. When it had not happened yet, you got to learn to get down and pray. And get down and praise the Lord. You're praying for the Bible. Hallelujah. Get down and pray. And pray again. And pray again. And pray again. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I don't care how many false starts. Revivals that could have been, that should have been, that didn't materialize, that 
You get down and pray again. Reason this is a great church and going to be an even greater church is this church has got the guts to keep going. Amen. Keep praying. Amen. He prays again the second time. Go out and look. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time. By the sixth time, he's probably just had his head down, kicking rocks along as he goes back to Elijah. There is nothing. Elijah the prophet got down. I know what God said. When God says something, I know he spoke to me. Oh, send the rain. Now go and see. He goes out there the seventh time. Come on, you Bible students, you know what I'm going to say. He looked out over the horizon, just about to turn away. And went, oh, on the corner of his vision, way out there in the horizon, there's a little cloud about the size of a man's hand. Oh. <laughs> he goes back. Oh, Elijah, old man of God. There is a cloud. And that servant was an unfaithful man, especially when you read the whole thing of his life. But anyway, he probably said there ain't enough moisture in that little hand-sized cloud up here to give a flea a bath. (laughs) (laughs) All this travail, all this running, all this work, all this prophecy. There's a little cloud out there. About the size of Am I in the word? That's just, right. Just the word. Amen. But you know how the man of God, the Come man on. of faith, reacted? Yeah. He stood up, wrapped his mantle around his neck, got his staff in his hand, made sure his sandals were right on his feet. Amen. Goes out there. Man, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Right. He begins to run. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Yeah. Gonna rain. Yeah. Come on, the thunder. Yeah. Begin to march in. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I said the rain begins to fall on the back of the head of the prophet of God. The rain begins to pour out in a way you wouldn't believe. Hello, everybody. Praise the Lord. If somebody saw a token for good, and they believe that the rest was going to come, could you stand with me this afternoon? Wait upon the Holy Ghost right now. Wait upon the Holy Ghost. Behold, my people, I have seen thy tears, I have heard thy prayers, saith the Lord. I am a God at hand and not a God afar off. Behold, I am with you. Thou shalt see my work, thou shalt see my glory. Just walk with me, be thou faithful. Look not to the left nor to the right. Keep thine eyes right ahead upon me, saith the Lord. 
and I will lead thee into harvest. I will lead thee into glory. I will lead thee into that joy of the Lord and revival. Amen, saith God. Hallelujah. I want everybody to come to the front. Let's come to the front. Come on, let's raise up our hands to the Lord. Right now, praise the Lord, there's a token in the air. The God that giveth tokens is in the air. Maybe you've been wrestling with a sickness. Maybe nobody else knows about it. Hallelujah. Oh, the sign giver, the miracle worker, the wonder worker is here. The promise giver and promise fulfiller is here